television. Lock the doors. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's not John Burkow. It's me doing. Uh, Is that you doing a John Burkow impression? It's me doing my John Burkow impression. I've been practicing all day. I feel your whole life has been a bit of a... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Um, uh, well, this is Megan's Mega Can, and uh, I'm Conrad Werner, and this is Megan. Hi, everybody. And we've got a very special guest this week. It is Jack Pudding. Ooh. Mr. <laughs> Pudding, aspiring carpenter, who Ooh. is also... Um, a Corbinite. Wow, that's unfair. Is it? <laughs> I don't think you can call me a Corbinite. No? Well, that's why you're on. Well, I think oh. we're going to we're going to make <laughs> we're going to make that decision. We're going anymore. to make that decision at the end. Okay, right. We'll make the decision at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's on, not a dirty Corbin. word. It is a dirty. You word. want to reclaim that word? It's like feminist. We've had to claim it back. Is it like feminist? Though? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to decide that at the end of the. Shall we drink? Yeah, oh yeah, we have to start getting the, uh, uh, the, the okay. whole point of the show is that we drink these um, mega cans and talk about politics. Uh, what mega cans have we got this week, Megan? Mega can, um, for anyone who's not, not familiar, is the pre-mixed cocktail in a can that uh, are only called, because I've made up this rule, not that I made up the name, that's our friend Lindsay, uh, but they're called mega cans here because they're 10% rather than 5% in the UK which is my favourite thing about Germany. Um, so we have a choice. Um, we have the Gordon's Gin and Tonic. We have a Jack Daniels and Ginger. Or we have a Havana Club Cuban rum with cola. Um, Jack, what would you like? I'd, I'd like the, the rum. The rum. Yeah. Thank God, because I don't think I'm able to drink rum at this time on a Tuesday. Well, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I'm not into these mega cans. I'm going to pass this over. Thank you. You think you're not? Is it? Is it all sanitised? Do I have to wash the rim or anything? Oh, I don't know. No one's ever asked that, nor have I ever thought that. <laughs> no, I'd imagine it's like potent enough to ever. Which one would you like? I'd like the Jack Daniels one, please. Yeah, that's your favourite one. I'm always happy when I see that one because I know you'll be happy about it. <laughs> 10%. Okay, Jack are we ready? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Why am I so shit at this? I do it like so often. Ah, lovely. Um, mm. it's fully, You've chosen fully... a rough mega can, to be honest there, Jack. I'm not, I don't drink spirits very much. Oh. be fine. It gets better after about a third. You, you knew me better. You just, that's just, you'd, that's it. You'd realise why I don't drink spirits. You just well. have to, um, yeah, you just tough it out. Just tough it out. Just keep drinking. Yeah. That's the secret. We're going to be talking about politics, so usually you'll want to drink. That's all right. All right, I, I love it. I love this ginger, because I feel like it's a bit healthy. Yeah, it is. It's like antioxidant. Yeah, life-giving. Yeah. Yeah. Ginger's very well, good for you. What are we going to... <laughs> right, so the thing is... Um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to be authoritative. Yeah, that's why I laughed. <laughs> okay, right, everyone be quiet. I'm going to be authoritative. Um, so, we've got you on here, Jack, because we are we are rapidly losing our faith in Jeremy Corbyn. We want to support Corbyn because we, we are, we, you know, we believe in socialism. Mm-hmm. 
and we believe that um, the the system as it currently works, the economic system, is collapsing, and there needs to be some kind of real alternative. Would you say that is what you believe? Yes. I'm also like a traditional, like not traditional, but like a, I've always voted Labour. Quite like to keep doing that. I mean, I don't live in the UK anymore, but... What would be the alternative in Northern Ireland? Oh, I, that's the interesting thing. So when I say I, you can't vote Labour in Northern Ireland, that's a whole other series of podcasts. But I've only ever been registered to vote in London when I worked there. Oh. And obviously I worked there as a teacher. Labour and teaching... And all of that go kind of hand in hand. So I don't want to... I don't want to say I've like lost my faith in Corbyn. I just... I don't understand what he's doing. And I know that I'm only getting like mainstream media, which seems to be going down the line of like, who's doing nothing? And I think there must be more to that story. Yeah. yeah. So is is he winning or uh, losing <clears throat> Brexit? Who is winning Brexit? <laughs> who's winning Brexit? Who's winning Brexit? I don't, I don't, I don't know if anybody can really win Brexit, can they? Because... This is a it's a fucking mad riddle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. it, it was pretty on the money that description. To be honest, it was. I thought, even though it came from Danny Dyer, it was. It is what it is, isn't it? There's no, no one's coming out of this well, not at all. Some people are getting publicity. The disaster capitalists have their opportunities if it all goes wrong. And I think that's. But before that, they've won it already when they got the the day, didn't they? Where Farage, oh, this is Independence Day, and all that. That was that was winning Brexit, yeah. And the aftermath is just this. Oh God, have we got to do it now? Let's just keep the scam going. And Corbyn is just, you know, where you stand with him because he's trying to be honest, isn't he, about everything? And when it all collapses hmm. at the end, when it all collapses, which it will do, it definitely will do, or collapse one way or the other. People are going to be like, because people are already a bit like that with fake news and everything. I don't know what to believe anymore. But you can really believe that he is just. Even if you call him Magic Grandpa or whatever, yeah, vote for Magic Grandpa. What's wrong with Magic Grandpa? That's, that's quite a good option to vote for if the, if it's on the table, isn't it? At the end of it all, who do you believe? Who do you trust? Well, he's not changed for 30 years, <laughs> roughly. He's always voted in the right way. Yeah. But, yeah, as he, you're annoyed about the people's vote thing, are you? Um, say. yes and no. So... What's disillusioned you there? What particularly? What's what's made you like? Yeah, I guess the people's vote thing. I also feel like I re I do respect him in that way. I'm constantly like railing against politicians that won't show any kind of like personal um, integrity or responsibility. I do also feel that he got this kind of new wave of supporters from that kind of the youth in the last general election that were like super excited about it. It was all like Glastonbury and oh, Jeremy Corbyn and all of that. And I wonder if he's really acted kind of, you know, they are predominantly very pro-Europe, that lot. Mm. And whether he has more of a responsibility to act in the... Um, According to the to the view of the people who voted for him, I don't know, but I guess. Well, yeah, and he's just. Um, did he vote? Do you think he voted to remain? Yeah. Do you? Well, but he was very anti. Well, he was, really he was always very half-hearted. He was very got a lot of criticism for being very half-hearted in the in the referendum campaign, and he didn't ever really seem to believe in the EU in the way that other vote like they, a lot of people do like 
I don't think. I mean, he said, hasn't he, categorically? What did you vote? They've said it loads of times. They've even told him he voted the other way. He's like, no. I, I mean, have you, did he go on holiday or what? He went on holiday, didn't he, in the campaign? <laughs> he clearly doesn't like referenda. He said that as well, yeah. didn't he? Which is completely fair enough. And he, he said he voted Remain, so you have to take his word for it. But I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have voted to leave on the grounds that it was presented. Yeah. So, as in, like, a, a Tory uh, infight with... Yeah, David Cameron doing all this. All right, but I promised it now, so it's yeah. all right. They won't do it anyway. Oh God! Well, then... What about this? I've got a question. Uh, if what if like Ed Miliband had been the Labour leader in the? Do you think we'd we he would have stopped? Like, do you think we would have stopped Brexit by now? Or if like Andy Burnham or one of the other centrist? I ones... think Liz Kendall would have just stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> She would have done it. Just well, do you know what I mean? Though, like, was I? Like, do you think that? Do you think... <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I don't no. Any... no. How can you just stop it? What would they have done? How would they have stopped it with magic? They would have turned the Labour <laughs> Party. The law, the law. You can't. You can't just stop it. Otherwise, they would have done. They would have been stopped. They would have. Well, yeah, but they would have turned the Labour Party into a, like a to totally Remain party after the referendum. It said like, vote for us, and we will stay in the EU. Would that would have that... helped? No, because they. Because the Labour electorate was split itself. It's purely for divisional purposes, Brexit, wasn't it? Yeah. It started out as an infight, and what did they? What did the Tories ever want? What have they ever wanted? Especially like the, I don't mean like the more conservative thinking ones, because obviously there are people that are really conservative, and that's fine. You can be conservative, it's, but you're it's not allowed. Not it's all right to be conservative. It's, it's not all right to be a fucking psycho, uh, which is what the new modern Tories are, kind of yeah. thing, or this. You know, they've gone mad with this libertarian nonsense, haven't they? Really, like they—they—they. I think they're a bit sick, to be honest. But that's what they're. Yeah. They're extremists, aren't they? But like yeah. people like Kenneth Clark. I mean, I don't want to like sit near him or listen to him or anything, really. But I can respect that there's quite a lot of people that are pretty uh, aligned, more aligned with his conservatism than they are with, you know, I don't know. Just your, your average liberal. I mean, because these, what are these laws? Well, these sort of ideological, aren't they? These Tories. It's all about ideology for them. They, they, what, what do they really want to do? And what is Corbyn really fighting against? Brexit's look not more just like the scenery, isn't it? So everybody's got it. It did, it did in a way as well, kind of spark some sort of um, involvement, didn't it? Yeah, it did spark involvement. It. Rightly or wrongly. I mean, there's lots of well, people... Well, the, the, the referendum. Yeah. Not just the referendum, but yeah. Well, referendum, yeah, I think that is like a massive... Politicised people, didn't it? Well, everything, every other issue that, that Britain has at the moment is all just reflect, refracted through this Brexit thing. Like, if it's the NHS, it's the Brexit thing. It's like, it's like that's what, how poisonous Brexit has become. It's because everything has become like a, an issue that you see through the eyes of Brexit. And that has destroyed, like, all political reason in the country. It's wasted two years, isn't it, really? In a yeah. really, really important time as well. We've got... So now they're acknowledging, like, climate breakdown and all that. Like, it's actually a thing now because, you know, it's 20-odd degrees in February. And they're like, oh, sh- oh, actually, yeah, that's not very good, is it? Maybe we should... And then they start, oh, maybe we should do that. But they'll have to go back through the, the Brexit prison, won't it? Yeah. And everybody forget about what the actual reason was and 
you know, because I imagine the Green vote's gone up quite a lot now as well and things like this. You know, the Liberal Democrats seem to be exactly where they were just before not, the referendum. They're after not the coming referendum. back for a while. God I, I can't them. see it personally, but yeah, the yeah. centre ground's pretty much dead, isn't it? They've even got a new party now to replace the Liberal Democrats. So that ten percent's been split up. So some will go to the TIG and some will go to the. So yeah, the Liberal uh, Democrats and the rest of the TIG is that the the independent groups. Those. Oh, the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got some thoughts on them, um, but they're just opinions rather than actual facts. So I'll. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I I don't agree with them, but I can see why the um, the British party landscape is is starting to fragment like that. Because there are like there's it's too it's like there are too many different opinions inside each party now because of Brexit. There's too it's like it, it's become too it's become so divisive that these like it's like <laughs> well that pulls it back to Corbyn and why he's been they good need to, to isn't it? have coalitions yeah because he democratised the and he's he's democratised the party to an ex, to some extent they decided how they were going to tackle Brexit. Or the the run up to the um, to the votes and stuff at, at their conference, and they haven't deviated from that. Which again, I mean, it would have been. Sorry, that, oh, that rum's repeating on me. Nice <laughs> <laughs> um, the way it was run. <laughs> yeah, you got the yeah that one. It's, it's quite a. That's quite harsh. Yeah, it's, it's quite, quite harsh. Well, one. Yeah, it's quite nice. Maybe I should have steered you away from that. As, <laughs> but what? As well, but anyway, like, what, the second sorry. referendum, right? So Labour Party did a conference and they said, our position is we want a second referendum. But they did that together, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't just say... There's also this narrative that he's a dictator, he's trying to do this. Hey, what's he trying to do? He's always trying to make everything... And it's like, he hasn't changed anything. He hasn't changed a thing. He's literally, like... He's, he's Rather than a leader, he's a representative, which I can also understand people getting annoyed with his leadership skills. He's not a leader. My dad says it quite a lot. He's like, well, he's not a very good leader, is he? It's like, I'm not really sure what that means. In, in, in like modern terms, like, I mean, he's definitely a better leader than Miliband. I quite like Miliband. Like, no, no offense to him or anything. But what did I mean? Anybody, anybody with that manifesto and that level of like, um, what is it? Honesty towards the actual problems. They're going to get everything thrown at them. And yeah. the fact, the fact that Corbyn kind of absorbs it makes him a good leader in that sense because. Everybody else can just get on with their job, can't they, really? Mm. Maybe, maybe McDonald gets quite a lot. Barry Gardner gets a bit as well. <laughs> Diana gets her fair share of it. She gets an off. Like, yeah. Like, but, uh, but, hang on, but, but then why didn't he support the amendment last week for the second referendum? Because okay. because it was they were in the middle of answering the other questions first, weren't they? They're right. still there. They said it's still there. But if, if one of the questions was... Because revoking Article 50 is still... On the table, as they say. Yeah. Everything's on the table. It's always on the table. And I have no but... idea what's... Like, there was a moment where I got caught up with Brexit, but considering I actually have a full-time job, <laughs> I find it incredibly difficult to... What's going on now? We want Article 50 longer. Yeah, so... Um, John Burko... Have... Oh, yeah, he's gone. Nah, fuck off. I'm really trying not to, because I keep meaning to send these on to my dad. He's exactly like, Teresa, <laughs> you are not coming at us with another deal. You've tried this three times. Mm. No. Yeah. 
No, you can't bring it. Well, you can't bring yeah. it back without yeah. any changes. Yeah. So Division, <laughs> lock the doors. Is that what he said? That's what I he always says. I quite like him. That's what he always says. And I think then he I'm goes, going unlock. To get some of his, um, uh, use some of his strategies in the classroom. Order! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so John Burkow, well, this is what was the, the next thing. He, they, he says that Theresa May can't do a meaningful vote three without making substantial changes to the deal, which means that she'd have to go back to Europe and get it, which is not going to happen. I think that's fair enough because she's not going to give us something to vote. She can't keep making other people vote endlessly on the same thing. Yeah, which was, and it's really funny because she was like busy, um, like doing new deals with the DUP, going, "We'll give you like another billion or something." How if you is vote that? For, how I, is that? How is that legal? And you know, with um, and the, the Brexiters <laughs> and that, she was like, "Oh, maybe I can get them on side after all." And so where is this money going? Where's it going? I can't see it. Where's Tory money go? Goes into the private coffers, doesn't it? They 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 just lit. That's all. Yeah, because Northern Ireland is essentially on its, you know. They're a racket. That's what they are. They're a racket to just squeeze every bit out of state responsibility, take it into private finance, and then when it gets, what's it? What's the word? When it breaks down, yeah. When it's trying to swear as well. <laughs> You're allowed you to can swear. swear. Then, oh, okay. and then My dad just thinks he wants to use the word ladylike, but he knows that he can't with me. <laughs> <laughs> so he says things like, Men will listen to you more, Megan, if you don't refer to them as Oi, you with the penises. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Do you repeat? Do you repeat? So, One time on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. One time on Facebook. So the Tories are designed a racket to squeeze the money out, and then when it all breaks down, and then Burkow like blocked it, and now it's going to be like a, it's, it's going to be a new. Um, there's going to well, I don't know what. No one knows what's going to happen, and it's only like a, a next week. Theresa cannot go back to the EU, can she? She can. She can go back, but she can go back and ask, but she can't come back and present. Anything to the Parliament, unless it's changed, uh, not even dramatically, it's got to change at all. So he's brought the same one back twice. Substantially, I think, was the one that he, he did, yeah, yeah. he said yeah, okay. substantially. So, what, uh, did, what did Barclay say? You told me before. What did Barclay say about... Uh, he says that she will be able to get another vote if she can get the EU to agree an extension of, like, two years. Two years? And then he started the whole thing again. And then they can... And then... But no, then if, if she can get an extension... He thinks that'll be enough for Burkow and they can do another meaningful vote in this parliament if she if she can get the EU to an agreed extension. And that looks like what she's going to have to try and do. Oh, God. Delusion drags you through all sorts of hedges, doesn't it? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a mess of state of So, why, like, yeah, going back to Labour, what should Labour do then? Hold for him. Just don't try and don't try and intervene when they're completely collapsing. Like, don't get dragged into the collapse. Just start, I know there's ten days left, so but that's what they've been doing the whole time, really. This is your mess. The EU aren't going to see. This is when this is when like these arguments for Brexit. I think probably are a bit useful in a sense. Like Germany is not going to let its um, car industry, manufacturing industry all these other ones, you know, even the service industry, there's lots of money involved. They're not going to let it collapse just because of Theresa amazing competence. They're not going to be like, oh, well, yeah, so time's out. No deal. 
oh look, Jacob Rees-Mogg won, and all the hedge funders come over and pick the bones clean, they're not going to... I don't think they're going to be in for that either, so... No, so we're no, all, no, you think Labour imagine. are waiting it out until... Yeah, essentially, yeah. What? I don't think what? they... Probably, so probably... we're ten days. Jesus wept, we're ten days out. Only ten more doors in the advent calendar. Yeah. Your Brexit calendar. <laughs> Your Brexit, my Brexit advent calendar. Oh, what's going to be... I thought there's what's no chocolate in What's going to be the last door to open, though? Oh. oh, I don't know. Well, maybe they'll... they'll yeah. Okay. So when are we going to... We're going to see this next... Next week. Um, Thing is, yeah, got, yeah, it's going to be no like that's the legal uh, like position now. It's going to be no deal. They can, they can, they can. No, <laughs> it, won't, it won't be no deal. They can't. They can't be no deal. They can't just be. It's not like some default. Right. So yeah. So no deal then. This is this is a myth. This is surely a myth. Well, it, then it, they have it, to get an extension from the EU. Well, yeah, because they, they can't go to the Parliament. And that means the EU has to agree to offer a no. Is this not quite a risky game that that Labour are playing? Like I get it, I can understand it. But what if we crash out with no deal and everyone goes, "Oi, Jezza! Like, what did you do for us?" Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you can blame him for that though, because he's not really holding the cards. He's just doing pretty well with like messing him up a bit. Yeah, but he's also not picking up any cards. You know what I mean? He's not. Mm. He's sort of sitting at the table, being like, mm, "No, I think I'm going to have like I'll go and you know, I'll be in the next round." I don't know. I'm losing the run of my metaphor here. But <laughs> he's 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 there as as the representative of the party's democratic democratic um, position, no, that they've okay. decided together. Actually, most of the Brexit stuff doesn't get decided by Corbyn or even fought up by him. It's Keir Starmer. There's all the people saying, oh, I want Keir Starmer as a leader. It's like... But the other guy gave Keir Starmer the job to look after Brexit because he's a fucking lawyer and he knows what he's doing and he's sorting that out. Mm-hmm. They're not going to... what he's a, he's a good lawyer, apparently, as well. Let's fucking hope so. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> there's, all, there's also... I mean, the, the other ones, the, the, the Labour front bench, they're quite well educated in comparison to the Tory front bench. They're like, whether you like them or not, I'm not really wild about all of them, but, you know, what was... Thornbury's like some sort of human rights expert or something. That's what she, that's what her her thing was. She's studied all over. Well, I mean, they've, you know, they've got, they know what they're doing, I think. The other ones are like, you know, rabid ideologues. And the other one's mm. like, no, we just need to sort the country out. But they can't, they can't do it if no one's listening to it. And it's, again, it's going through this, this uh, prism or whatever you call it. Prism is, uh, of... Brexit, Brexit refraction. Refra- what was it? Did you say refraction before? Yeah. That's a bit pretentious, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's well what prisms I couldn't do. think of... Yeah, that is what prisms do. I think that's a good metaphor. It splits the light. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how that relates, but that's what refraction But I think means. like everything has to be put through this thing. Oh, you could, uh, a lens, maybe lens would be the best thing. Like a, it's like a, like I was a explaining lens. to my students um, because we, we came across the word mangled and I was talking to them about an old-fashioned mangle. I think maybe that's quite a good thing because it just smushes everything to yeah to nonsense. And it like makes it... It's just, it's just very... Um, it's, it's just... A, I mean, it's awful, isn't it? It's just awful. 
Anyway. It's more uh, impartial political commentary here from us. It's terrible. I want to cry. But the idea that we'll leave with a no deal just because the clock did run out and because of Theresa May's incompetence. You don't think that's going to happen? I don't think it can be allowed to happen. Maybe I'm really naive about it, but I just don't see how that's, that's... that's legally binding in all the other There's options. There's bound to be <laughs> odds at the bookies in the UK. How much money would you put on the fact that there will? There's, we're definitely going to have a deal, or like no deal won't happen. Well, she's she's trying to use Don't no know. deal as, as the threat to vote for her deal. Should yeah? we go and look on Paddy Power? Paddy Power. Mm. <laughs> Obviously, what? Have a look at that. I'm going to have a wee look at that. <laughs> what are the odds on no deal? How'd you put a bet on? I don't know. You put one on for me. Well, anyway. Well, you're the one with all the faith. I think you should be putting one on for us. Well, I'll put put both. Paddy Parr, Betfair, Paddy Parr Casino, Paddy Parr Germany, Paddy Parr Brexit. Fourth result when you type in Paddy Parr. Brexit. Right, let's go through. Oh, this has just brought me up to like a thing not working. Really? It's a, bit, it's a bit like Brexit. It's not. It's just not working. It's a good joke. Yeah. That, yeah. I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> I thought it was a good. Yeah, because it's right. Just, okay. Okay. Well, um, so the other option is like a, a Norwegian thing, mm. which is also like a, a, a kind <clears> of <throat> Labour strategy, isn't it? Norway plus. I think they just wanted to negotiate the old thing again, don't they? Which Brexit, which the Brexiteers really don't want. They just think Norway plus not is not a good enough Brexit. Or Canada plus as well, isn't it? And Canada plus is not a good enough Brexit because it means that Ireland would be economically united. So it's back to this, it's back to this like loose interpretation of what they got from this, you know, binary question nearly three years ago. Yeah, it's like the 17.4 million people who voted for Brexit didn't really have an agreed idea of what they meant Brexit was. And what was it who voted for remaining? What, 17 million? Not, well, the, um, not the point three or something? There wasn't very much. No, actually, that's not that's bad maths, isn't it? 16, 16 million or something. 16.9, doesn't matter. Really, these are the kind of things we should be able to provide for our listeners. We will, we will, we will provide them. But the, in, uh, uh, hang on, they've googled it faster than we have. If they're like active listening, can't get up on Paddy Park. But did you really get like uh, this illusion with Corbyn just because of this? Because last week, no. Or no. What was it? What, what was it really pissed you off? What did it make you think? Hang I on, just know, and I think it's good that you've sort of explained it to me because I guess I was in a way expecting him to do exactly what I've been maligning other politicians for, which is to come out very strongly, personally either pro or uh, anti-Brexit. Um, and that's not his remit, really. Like you say, he's, he should be representing the will of his party and his his, yeah. his electorate. Um, so that's quite good. I, I am quite startled by the anti-Corbyn sort of slant in the, in the media. Mm. Um, which, which media outlets, do you mean? Like all, like all of them. Um, even sort of the ones that would traditionally be like, I mean, I mainly read The Guardian and it's not really been particularly um, 
I don't know. There's just been a lot of criticism leveled at him about this kind of like inaction or indecision or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's funny, maybe that's it, not such a bad thing. We it, just need to ch- shift kind of the perspective of what we want from politicians and actually somebody who is waiting and being a bit more measured and looking at the nuances of things rather than bloody re-smogging their way through the world mm-hmm. uh, with their um, uh, resolute fundamentalist ideas about how things should go. Yeah, that's that's probably a good thing. He's the kind of guy you want on your team, isn't he, in this situation? Because I don't know how many of them you can actually trust in, in Parliament either. Mm. I like the idea of him being, like, the leader. He's not really the leader, but he's just the representative, whatever. The leader, you can say the leader. But the, but he, all he's, all you've got to do is just keep doing what you're doing, stay clean. That's what they need of you. Mm. Like, they need no scandals. Don't run off with somebody else now, you know, in your love life or, you know... But he has kind of been being embroiled in a bit of a scandal. What, what was that? In terms of, like, the anti-Semitism thing within the Labour Party. Or do you think he's sort of come? I think he's definitely been from the sort of the other end of the... Like, from the, the impressions I've been getting. Definitely. But... In my understanding of the anti-Semitism to... thing is, briefly as well, because we don't want any lawsuits, <clears throat> but the... He deliberately removed himself from that and set up, um, set up a, 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 a what's it, an independent inquiry. Yeah, he's got nothing to do with that independent inquiry. So yeah. they process that information. Yeah. So he can't influence it. Even yeah. when they when they threw Gavin Williamson out, not Gavin Williamson, he's the toy one. What's the other one? The one from Derby, Gary. I can't remember his name now. Gary from Derby. Gary, <laughs> Gary from Derby. Uh, he lives near the shop. Stevenson or something, I can't remember his name at all. Wilkinson, whatever. Uh, they, they threw him out, but he didn't say any... I mean, yeah, there's a minefield or whatever, with the, whether he said something that offended people or not. But they, you know, I mean, instantly, like, Corbyn tried to backtrack on that, tried to get him out. Did he or not? I doubt, I doubt he did. I think he's probably wise enough to realise, like, oh, if I step in here... This is going to make me look really bad as yeah. well. He's not hes not a moron. Like, yeah. he's going to be savvy to the political system as well. Mm. So he's got to be, uh, well, it's got nothing to do with me. So just have a look at the fact yourself and then decide what the fuck happened. And yeah. I've got a job to do because... I mean, yeah, yeah. Know, it's the sort of more professional way of handling it, which is, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I mean, the idea that he's... I've got some sympathy for him. For, uh, for him, who's been fighting racism his whole life and then suddenly ends up being an anti-Semite. I mean, I have a lot of... I, it is a very, very difficult situation. And to be honest, I do not know enough to wade in um, at all. But I do think, yes, our politicians should absolutely be held to account. Um, but in that kind of way of like, right, well, we need to have somebody investigating this independently and we need to sort that out and then take action based on facts rather than this kind of like mudslinging, which we are so used to now. And it's kind of become like the new, um, the new, the new politics. Um, I can't remember what the beginning of my point was. Stop being quiet, Ben. You're holding this together. I just looked up the. Uh, I just looked up the the, uh, the latest Brexit odds. All right. Okay. 
second EU referendum in 2019 is five to two on Ladbrokes and Coral. Uh, and UK to leave EU with no Brexit deal before April the 1st is seven to two. So more people, so the bookies actually think there's more likely to be another EU referendum. I think that's the, the, the easy way out, but I, I don't see how asking the same question again when you've not interpreted it. Well, it shouldn't be the same question, time. should it? It shouldn't be, do you want to stay in? It should be, do you want to stay in? It should be three three options. According to Ben. <laughs> not only according to me, I got this from somewhere else as well. Your colleagues. No. Your centrist colleagues. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is what I really think. Well, I just, I know, I read it and I thought, yes, that sounds like a good idea. Mm. Theresa May's deal, stay in the EU, as in revoke Article 50, or leave with no deal. Those should be the three options. And then just see what happens. <laughs> and, and, and but then, but then... Everybody's ah, like, fucking no deal, I've done with this. But obviously, it won't imagine be... Imagine if it worked out as exactly... One third, one third, one third, like nothing in it. Again, and then we just had to have a war. No, what you do to get rid of, to prevent a civil war, you'd have to tick uh, first choice, second choice. Oh, like one, two, three, like, yeah. you know, when you're choosing clubs, you want to join at school. And like, if you don't get your first, you're all right with your second. Yeah. But so then have... after, the, after they counted them, and obviously there wouldn't be a majority for one of those options, they would discount the third whatever came third, that right. would be out, out of the... Uh, no more options for that. And then they would be between the first and second option. That sounds and reasonable. They, and then who, whichever out of the first and second got the most, you know, vote number one. Yeah. So that was my face. That was my first choice. And then that would have to be... That would have to be definitely what they do. Right. Then there would be only be like... Then it would be very clear because there would be no one each fee for negotiations because it would be either Theresa's May deal... Or stay in, or or get out. We have no deal. Then it would be clear, wouldn't it? Then what do we have politicians for in the first place? Well, that's yeah, and, that's the problem with referendums. But this, this. But this but would like it's a you... constitutional crisis, so we'd yeah. have to have some kind of way of fair, like a fair way of of yeah. balancing out the di- all the different arguments. Because the problem is that and... this ref. Sorry. No, go on. This referendum should never have happened. In the first place, this is not like a, a sensible, reasonable thing. That question should never have been asked in that format, like as as I see it. It was speculation. It's not. And it's not versus... like exactly. It is not, and it was what? before we even get in to how the campaigns were run, which was bullshit on the leave side, but. I don't know, like, how do we... You know, I can understand the arguments against the second vote, but I also feel like that first vote was just so problematic in so many ways. How do we either deal with that now or somehow have to try and safeguard that from happening again? Because it's not okay that David Cameron or someone of his ilk gets to just call this random thing that's thrown the whole country into chaos for, like, so many years and is going to affect... is already affecting so many people's livelihoods... Um, and and lives is falling the pound. Just the fourteen percent. It's fallen fourteen percent in what in like the last two years or something. That's just from since the outcome, you know. Yeah. And then all the other shit that's fallen to pieces because of it. Yeah, but they want that. That's the aim. Of, that's even the aim of the Tory party. Yeah. What are you pointing at? I want you to talk into the microphone. Keeps dropping down. 
Yeah, do that. That's fine. Can I hold it? Yeah, you can hold I'm it. I'm going to yeah. walk oh. around with it before. This is, gonna... yeah. this is like a Jeremy Kyle thing. Yeah. Some cards in my hand. Right, so what have we decided that we think? I, Megan said <laughs> that she's convinced by my... Uh, I'm definitely convinced, but I came ready to be convinced. I love Jeremy Corbyn. He's so cute. Just keep your faith. That's all it is. Yeah. Just, just right. wait. wait so, until... Sarah, Jez, I'm sorry I doubted you, but we will. you've got 10 days, mate. Let's just hope that this long game that you're playing, this fucking... Ooh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. That makes it look like if it, if if they leave with a no deal, then it's Jeremy Corbyn's, and then my I didn't fault say as well. that. I just feel like maybe if I was to meet him in the pub, I might have a wee word like anything you'd do differently, Jeremy. If you had it to do again, how's your cucumber? So, but you would, so you would definitely, you would be happier if, if Labour was just a pure Remain party. Would you be happier? It was like we vote for us. And we'll revoke Article 50. No, I feel like I'm caught between a rock and a hard place, right? Because on the one hand, I don't want to leave the EU and certainly not under these circumstances because it's going to be like, it's not, well, I haven't even left yet and it's a shit show. Um, but on the other hand, like I, I do have um, reservations about the EU as, as a more socialist leaning person. Um, and I also have problems with this kind of like, like the, the polarizing of politics that we have that tries to boil everything down to, well, are Labour pro Remain or are they pro Brexit? Yeah. So I don't Sorry, know. I made, I did that, didn't I? I just did that. No, but, but that, like it's, it's an, it's an absolutely, um, in the current political climate, it's a valid question. But I feel like if I was to insist on, and that I think, yeah, if I was to insist on Labour doing that, then I'm insisting on them doing something that I'm really crossed with all the other politicians for, which is, I mean, particularly my current, my, my current, my perpetual bugbear, the DUP, who have no mandate, none. Nothing. To be mm. funny and about up there demanding hard, hard Brexit. The the no Northern Ireland did not vote for that. You what do you reckon their demands are? Because you never really hear much from the DUP. Actually, they just kind of stand up occasionally and say that's how it is. And then if you don't, they do that a bit, don't they? <laughs> um, they do that. Hang on a second. Did I just? Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> you're Northern Irish. That's probably. Oh, sorry about that. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's, um... it's what the Irish hate me for. All my Irish friends. Oh, you done that stupid accent again? <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> I've heard a lot worse. But no, so Thank the DUP you. basically are being sort of very staunchly sort of loyalist and, and unionist. They really are against anything that would mark the Northern Ireland out as any different to uh, the rest of the UK. Which is quite useful then, actually. Not so useful for Theresa May, because they're the ones... So she's definitely got to have them, but they're like, yeah, but we don't want any d difference. So they're... Yeah. That's, so it's quite useful for us, actually. They're also mad, so they won't play ball on anything. Um, like, yeah. What they are, they are a bit mad, aren't they? Yeah. But it, it's that? very frustrating because Northern Ireland, there's certainly, like, we voted to remain, and uh, not by such a big margin as, as Scotland, but it was definitely a remain vote. Um, and 
Northern Ireland are already massively feeling the sort of economic consequences already and, and stand to kind of be affected most by it, by a kind of uh, the sort of Brexit that the UP are kind of sticking their feet in the mud about. But anyway... But what do they want from... They just want it to be... This, I don't know what they... I'm not actually sure what they want. So they want nothing... They want to be treated the same as everybody else, even if that means so abject poverty and no food and everything. And, like, you know, nothing be able... It must be hard to even get food into Northern Ireland. If you you won't be allowed, there'll be a hard border with the Southern of Ireland. Yeah. What are they called? Republic of Ireland. And then I don't know how easy it's going to be to get stuff over from Liverpool because they've got to get up from Dover first. Everything's going to be fucked. Yeah, yeah. Northern Ireland would be the most fucked, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we've been quietly, <laughs> slightly more than like. Yeah. Can you, you know, hello, we're you here. Got, what have you got now? You haven't even got a parliament now, have you? No, we haven't for uh, more than, ooh, I think it's like two years now. So it what, is, I should know the, that. How come the DUP aren't running Northern Ireland? Because they didn't get enough votes in their own country to they run their own They can't form a power-sharing agreement. They can what? Um, they can't form a power-sharing agreement. They can't get a, that. A, a what? A power-sharing <laughs> agreement. Power-sharing. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. <laughs> Um, who, who would they form it with? So they have to form it with the next. Um, oh, I don't really know this well enough. Basically, oh, they would have to form it with Ireland. Sinn Fein, who is the next uh, majority party. And so you have to have them. a power sharing agreement in Northern Ireland out of the. Like, those are the prerequisites for the Stormont Assembly to function. There has to be a power sharing agreement based on uh, what came out of the Good Friday Agreement. And that all collapsed. Um. Like ages ago, it was Martin McGuinness. I think she was supposed to be forming a thing with. He's 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 he died. Like it's a long time has passed. <laughs> so long that someone died. Yeah. Um, um. There was a whole scandal. Um, basically, I can't get into it with with the department that Arlene Foster was then the head of, and she kind of refused to to resign over that, so they wouldn't. Okay. I think ah, that so was kind of what it was all about. So they Arlene can't form Foster. that. Talks keep breaking down. Who would be responsible now? Karen Bradley. I mean, she... Karen Bradley from West Ham? No. She is... The West Ham woman? The one from The Apprentice and all that? No, that's Karen Brady. Oh, right. Karen Bradley is... It's <laughs> Karen Bradley, isn't it? The current Secretary of State for Northern Ireland who... It's definitely not the one from West Ham. I was going to say. That dealer might chip in as well. Anyway, so that's just not happening. So Northern Ireland is currently being run by civil servants who have an increasingly... A diminishing pot of cash to do anything with mm. um, and are being kind of used as this sort of pawn um, in the Brexit nonsense and it, it, everyone seems to want to sort of talk about us and, and use it for their own political ends but no one really seems to care or understand what it's what the situation is like or what it's like to be in Northern Ireland at the moment. Yeah. No one cares. Tourists pretty, don't care. It's pretty about. strange for the Northern Irish to be like, it's a similar position to the British really, but well, I know because we, I suppose we essentially voted the Tories in in some way, but you've actually got no representation whatsoever and no government and they were like in with the Tories, which is like everybody in Ireland hates the Tories, don't they? Don't they? Um... I, I've never I been to don't Ireland. know. And they um, get annoyed because I start talking in an accent every time I see them. So, <laughs> so everything's always cut short with it. 
Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you never manage to There's nothing we enjoy more yeah. than, than an Englishman putting on, <laughs> yeah. putting on an Irish accent oh, yeah. and then asking us to buy our opinion on the Tories. I yeah. do it with the Scottish as well. They, they, they've got a bit more sticking, sticking ability. Can I change the subject just anyway, for a yeah, minute? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Cut that all out. No, no, I don't want to cut it out. How it's all in there. have been talking for a long time? It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't. It's, it's all part of the flow of the conversation. Oh, good. I'm it's drunk fine. now, by FYI. But I did want to mention a little bit of German stuff. Yay! Because you went to the Fridays for Future. I wanted demo, to talk about this. Yes, let's have some and, good news. And which is very exciting. Well, yeah. Go on. Tell us what happened at the Fridays for Future last so, week. So on Friday, so it was the fifteenth of March. Um, if you're not aware, Fridays for Future is a kind of a school strike every Friday that has been organised, started by uh, Greta Thunberg, who is um, a 16-year-old Swedish climate justice activist and is generally awesome. She started out just going and striking by herself outside the Swedish parliament with a little sign every Friday um, and has since been joined um, by lots of other students and students around the world. And there had a big push on for the one on Friday because it was a global strike and over one and a half million students worldwide. Um, And she's coming to Berlin. She is coming on the 29th of March and I'm excited. Yeah. And the other thing is that, are you aware of the debate that this whole thing has made about um, the Schulpflicht in Germany? Um, so, I so can Germany has a law. So Schulpflicht is... Uh... Yeah, so under German law, you have to go to school. Mm-hmm. Like You're not allowed to be homeschooled or anything. You have to yeah, go. For 10 years. Right. So all the conservative politicians, including Annegret Kramp-Karrenbauer, <laughs> Peter Altmaier, CDU, all CDU politicians, Christian Lindos, FDP, they all say, ah, but what about the Schulpflicht? That's the point of a strike, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. This is that good. Is the they need to get fight. more angry. And the thing is, they need to I... listen to their young people. Okay, so they cannot vote. I mean, they're doing a very stupid thing because a lot of these students will be able to vote um, in the next general election. When, which year, what year is that? 2020, isn't it? Is that the next one tabled? No. Yeah, 21. 21? Last one was 2017. Well, I mean, it's like five years max. You can... Okay. Uh, there's no... Wait, hang on. I've got mixed up. But yeah, 2021. When has Merkel, though, said... Did she not say 2020 that she's going to be there until... Was that not the figure or was it 2021? 2021, yeah. She's not okay. going to run in the next election. Yes. But she says she wants to remain Chancellor until... until the whole legislative period. Okay. Um, yeah, that is the whole point of the strike. Yeah, yeah uh, then they all come out. This really annoys me. They all the other CDU politicians. They're all like, oh, the Schlusslicht. And I just think, we're all the... dying. God. We're dying. Yeah. The earth is dying. And the thing, like, <laughs> it's so it now. ridiculous. And this this is my problem. And I did have a sort of and... a debate with... Sorry, did you want to... No, it's going to go on. I had a little bit of a debate because I went to the march. And I wore a sign saying I'm marching for my student because they had a clausur, which is a really important exam that counts towards your abitur final grade. So they couldn't go until uh, the end. As soon as they finished their exam, bless them, they called me and were like, how do we get to the protest? So take that, people who keep being like, oh, they're just doing it to get out of school. That lengthened their school day after they did a whole day of lessons and then an exam. 
Um, you know what you could do? I did this once because when I was in university in Germany, I went to a seminar once and there was a strike by the students. And uh, so that we didn't have to miss our seminar, the the guy, we did the seminar in the strike. In uh, We yeah. went out and we went out and we sat where the strike is supposed to yeah. be. And we just did the class there. You could do that. Yeah, I would do. Would that... That's actually quite a good idea because we've... You could make them talk the, about see, Macbeth. This is, this is what wow. I'm sort of annoyed about is... I was having this debate with a friend of mine and he was like, but you going on that strike, and loads of teachers did, and it, in Berlin it was great, and there was like, you know, little classes from other international schools and they were all wearing their like tabards that they wear on trips because they're all so little, so they'd obviously taken them down and like... In our school, they basically said, if you want to take your class, fill out a school trip form, we support it. That's fine. You know, we're not... Um, that That's kind of our, our policy on it. But um, a friend of mine was questioning, he was like, but surely the teachers being on the strike undermines um, that. Like, you're supposed to be being there, being the authority against which they're striking. And I... I I can understand that point, but I also disagree with it because if the other option is for me to be seen as some kind of shill for this conservative uh, government to say the way that Theresa May did, finally she seems to care about teacher time or teacher effort having reduced funding for schools systematically under austerity. And when the climate strike was happening in the UK, she was like, you're wasting teaching time and your teachers have planned lessons. I don't like I refuse to be used like that and I will go like I stand with my my students on this and if you're worried about the Schulpflicht I'm annoyed I need to put on a like my drama class happens on a Friday and we have to put on a show that we haven't written yet <laughs> I need those kids <laughs> to be in school <laughs> um, and but I also, I, and that's what I said to them. They were like, well, what, you know, because they get nervous and like, well, we don't know what to do. It's really important to whatever. And I was like, I cannot in good faith stand here anymore, guys, and tell you that preparing for your abitur is is more important than this. Maybe as important, but I cannot stand here and say that it's it's more important. Like, like that's my... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and if the politicians are worried about the Schulpflicht, do something that means that we stop putting the moral onus or the the onus for some kind of like action which we desperately need onto our young people so that they have to miss school exactly that's it that's a good point i think they always put it like like it's who, appalling who, why aren't you doing anything like you're the yeah. ones actually got something to do and you're waiting oh, these kids should be the in school. amount we'll of flack that they've been taking i have seen arguments because obviously i was sharing it all over social media and stuff I have seen arguments that um, Greta Thunberg and her mother are doing this to try and... Because, oh, guess what? On the day of this strike, Thunberg's mother is releasing a book on, guess what? Climate change. (laughs) You're all being mugged. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's definitely the 16-year-old little Swedish girl with her... Sorry, not to diminish you there, Greta, you're awesome. With her signs and everything that's that's mugging us here. Like, that's... Just so we can buy some more books. Yeah. On the plus side, the march itself was super inspiring. It is very much sort of like student-led, um, loads of young people, loads of young people like leading the chants, um, loads of very, very cool signs. Maybe some of the older ones who were making a bit of an afternoon of it and were having some beverages at the side of the road had brought their own 
um, reusable cups from home, so they were not using oh, gosh, yeah. like yeah. disposable paper or disposable plastic. Um, and it was also really nice, like you know, people along the way. Like there was this older couple who were that was just really cute. They'd printed off a little A4 sign saying like "Earside Super" to the kids, yeah. and they were all you know. Oh. That was really nice to have that kind of feeling, that kind of support for. Um, young people, but they need the politicians to listen. And even from a pragmatic point of view, like that was thousands of young people on the street. They're going to be able to vote in, in, you know, whenever the next general election happens, whether it's next year or the year yeah. after. Come on. They've like, known about it fucking years. They, yeah. They've known it. They've known about, we've known about it fucking 30 years. The politicians have known about it longer. They, they know all this. Then now they're just, it's yeah. got nothing to do with this school flish or whatever you call it. No. It's got, it's all to do with the fact that this is probably the actual revolution that they need to be scared of because mm-hmm. everybody will ha- have to agree on like, are you baking hot or are you drowning yeah. or whatever, yeah. whatever effect of it. It's, it's the, it's the actual thing that can unite humanity to an extent, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like a, yeah, the sixth mass extinction, and then what they don't want to, what they don't want to associate with, really, they'd rather say, "Oh, yeah, strikes are bad or whatever." But it's your systems, not your systems, what our systems or these systems mm-hmm. that we've got, consumerism essentially, not just capitalism, but there's no re- the deregulation of everything, which is to serve consumerism essentially, yep. because it's all built on yep. on that. That's what's fucking killing us. <coughs> That's what they don't want you to. Yeah. And that's what they're scared of, really. But that's where the revolution will be. That's where it'll be. And young people will fight. And this was kind of um, the sort of one opinion that I did read on. It was that article you sent to me about Christian Lindner saying, so this is the leader of the FDP, which is basically, if you love neoliberalism, aren't they really neoliberal? That's them, isn't it? Yeah. They're the most neoliberal party. Yeah, they are just like... Even more than the CDU. We love... Yeah. And he was kind of like, oh, you know, he's paying them some kind of lip service and then being like, but the thing is, young people don't really understand all the complexities of this and then and then and then and then and then. In some situations, that is absolutely true. With the fact that, and like, with the sort of collapse of, of the climate, it's a very, like, we know it's happening. Yeah. We know we are being told by scientists in charge that it is time to panic. We're in the sixth mass extinction. Like, this is the dinosaur Young people understand on. very well. They, they do tend to see things a little bit more black and, and white than us. And that, in this revolution, will be a good thing because there is no black and white. We either start to act now. What is it? We have something like 11... Well, that's what the UN are saying. I think it's a conservative, years, like 11 or 12 years yeah. to, to really well, to uh, act. Well, if that... Yeah, that's... that's... Uh, you, shouldn't, you should read... I mean, I've been reading some books. No, I don't want to read the books you <laughs> okay. read. It's terrifying. <laughs> but, yeah. there's, there's um, Also, we only have about 60 soils left, George Monbiot says. The UN says. Uh, in Britain, I mean. In the world, in the whole world, there's only enough. There's only enough um, soil for sixty years. What? Well, sixty harvests left. You mean we've got half sixty harvests? Yeah, I didn't mean sixty there'll soil. Be like, sixty uh, years of soil. There'll be. There'll be uh... Can we make more soil? No, no. What? Well, you can. You can. Yeah, but it takes a lot of time. You see, that's the thing. It's worse in places that are highly deforested. 
like Britain, for mm. example, we have 10%. England's got 10%, and then with Wales and Scotland and everything, you've got like 13% forest. And they're recommended for so these little things that just never get into the news. <laughs> but it's like, all right, there's no, no mm-hmm. trees or any forest yeah. or anything. You find it a bit depressing, and then you think, oh, Joni Mitchell, she's good at writing songs, isn't she? She's kind of writes things. But it's like, actually, she wrote that in the 60s. Yeah. You wrote it because they were doing it then. Actually, yeah. And, and then, yeah, and then you got like Christian Lindner says, "Oh, it's really complicated because it's not complicated Christian because he really wants not. to keep the because it's complicated for him because he wants to keep this economic system alive, which is destroying the planet. That's the only that's the only problem. No one wants to admit that the only way to have stop to get it our heads around is we need well, we need like real we we need like a kind of socialist intervention from the government. We need like an actual intervention. Like they need to actually Well the actually teenagers are inter flying. interventioning us. This is an intervention. Yeah. And it's shameful that we're responding. I mean a lot of people are responding in a cool way, but like a lot of the people We need to take over the means of production. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Pardon Ben, what was that? But that's the only thing that we can do. That 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 like yeah. Because because otherwise it, it's out of control. We, we can't we can't the market won't rely on it. We we have to we have to change the old economic system. That is the only way we can save the planet. Before that happens, though, you have to change the narrative uh, immediately. That's the thing, and it needs to stop going from this individualism mm-hmm. thing as well. This is a it's fucking mental. Like what they've got people believing now, like. Let's all buy bamboo toothbrushes. Will I fuck? <laughs> I've had one, actually. Well, yeah, gave, bully gave for me, you. It made me feel like I had coleslaws in the corner of my mouth, but it's definitely better. It, it choked, on, choked no fish or anything, you know, when I threw That's it That's fine, but that uh, that is only effective so far in alleviating your own personal sort of guilt about things. Yeah, it's like charity. Is it yeah, okay yeah. to tar- tell people to buy bamboo toothbrushes and kids, like, you know, you should go uh, vegan. We should all be doing that. But when our politicians are literally going... Yeah, it's a complicated matter. I don't think we can really do anything about it. No, like it doesn't. No, but things like bamboo toothbrush or, or like a you know a, a bleeding vegan burger or something. Although they are essentially like cosmetic in terms of mm. trying to solve the problem, they do offer some sort of like a alternative. At least there's yeah. people trying to think around like what you know, yeah. what, rather than just like you know what, just there's no chance any of this is going to stop. People are inherently selfish, which is just a fucking lie. It's, it's a untrue. myth. But it's yeah, but it's peddled. So, and it's peddled as if yeah. it's like you know, you leave school and you think, oh yeah, actually people are pretty pretty selfish, aren't they? And a lot of people are pretty selfish, but it's not it's not the uh, defining point of people, is it? Like generally people help each such, other. So such a um a persistent narrative. And people like will always I think we're in the minority of thinking that that's not the case. Yeah, um, so cool, yeah. And I, I don't have any. Yes, we all act in selfish ways, but I don't have any. Like, I don't think that's our, like, what it means to be to be human. What actually makes us happy and fulfilled is connection with other people. And they have actually done studies and stuff that sort of that 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 prove that. But what we do also like to do as human beings is avoid responsibility and that all human beings are essentially selfish so there's nothing we can do about it is a get out of jail free card in terms of like I'm going to behave whatever I want because it's human nature it's not true and it's not going to make us happy it's not and if you could have seen the little like four year old girl like this was the thing and these kids and they're all there with like maybe their parents or teachers or their class has been brought down like the younger kids 
Um, the really little ones. Like, it's just heartbreaking, like, dancing around with little signs saying, like, this is my world, please protect it, or whatever, or, like, breaking off from listening to, to speakers to, like, play tag and stuff. Like, it's no amount of kind of neoliberal progress, you know, capitalist, consumerist progress is worth risking that. <laughs> we, need, we need cooperation, we need community, and we need to understand that this... that is actually what makes us this happy. This is what, that's what your government's for. You elect them, they represent you, then they put in the regulations to make sure you don't get fucked over by those other people. And then you don't get these crazy narratives for like 30 odd years from weird fucking economic meisters in Austria or whatever. That's where it came from, (laughs) yeah. Hayakin it and fucking Milton Freeman and all that shit. That's where they come from, this individualism. Pushed by Hobbes, isn't it, the philosopher? But they were all. Well, he was one who was like, life was short and brutal and everything, just because he was sort of. Anyway, not. It says he was advocating the individualist thing, mm. but they, they've all been doing it for a long time. They're, they're all into the same thing. Freud. Not Freud so much. Century of the self. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he had his own problems, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's busy trying to trying to fend off bloody Carl Jung getting in his head. <laughs> Carl, Jung, Carl Jung was a beast with Freud, man. He completely ruined him. Anyway. On... on that note, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Respect uh, my faith in Jezza. And I will um, recycle these mega cans. That's the least I can do. Well, I can take them to Edika. Yeah, then you get money off your I always do megas. that. I do yeah. that anyway. But that's why the fund is a glorious system. I don't yeah. understand why they don't do it everywhere. I think uh, aluminium is pretty bad for the environment, though, to be honest. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> class. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>